I just hit the record button. <laughs> okay. I didn't tell you I was going to start recording. Well, that's fine. Okay. We can just do whatever. Yeah. I might just edit this part out. That's fine. No, leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I just want to say thank you for stumbling upon this sweet, beautiful puppy of a podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I'm Jake, and this is this is John here. Yep. And this is Canine Critique, where we watch all the dog movies, so you don't have to. So you don't have to. Or, if you do watch these dog movies, you can hear two guys who don't are pretty indifferent about dogs. Pretty indifferent about dogs. Talk about the movies. And I just, I just want, I just want it to go without saying. But I guess I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> that there's going to be spoilers. So if you don't want us to spoil a dog movie for you, um, watch the movie first. It, yeah. <laughs> um, I, guess, I mean, some people might be on the fence about seeing certain dog movies. I, I can't imagine anyone would be, but... <laughs> They're just like at the theater. Everybody's switched the podcast <laughs> off by now. Everybody's <laughs> at the theater. Just like... here's the thing. Here's what. Oh, here's yeah. what got us thinking about dog movies. Here it goes. As we said, two people who d- mostly don't like dogs. Yes. <laughs> we go to me personally. I go to movies a lot. I also go to movies a lot. And every time I go, without fail, there's a trailer. For a dog movie, be it Secret Life of Pets, which is a broadcast to the whole world a lot more, or A Dog's Way Home. I'm still not sure what that movie's about, even though I've seen the trailer plenty of times. I think times. it's about a dog finding his, <laughs> finding way, his home. way home. I'd rather just watch Homeward Bound then. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, because we were all there for Endgame. And. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. I remember sitting there with my little popcorn wearing my Avengers shirt and that commercial came on for some dog movie. For they all blend together. Movie. They all blend together. And in the commercial, it just it basically plays the whole movie in the two minute commercial. And you're just like, who is this for? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a dog movie listener listener, if you're if you're a dog movie aficionado let us know why you see these movies. And if you're a dog lover and you just want to see dogs represented in movies, <laughs> then then that's cool. Probably don't listen to this podcast. Or do. Yeah. It's up to you. Okay. Um, before we dive into the movie that we just watched, literally... Literally like half thir- hour ago. Yeah, thirty minutes ago. <laughs> um, I just we just wanted to say why we're indifferent on dogs. Um, indifferent to just dogs in general. As in, we're we're indifferent to what's the word I'm looking for? We're indifferent to hating dogs. As in, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I don't know. On the scale of loving dogs. And hating dogs. We're in the middle. We're, we're, we range from indifferent to hating dogs. And I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. I 
will sometimes see a, a good boy and I just have to pet it. That that's my that's my honest truth. I need to tell you that's, that's good. Some dogs just draw my sweet, beautiful fingers to scratch their head. I typically don't, but I I've met dogs that that I'm that I think are are pretty cool. Genuinely, yeah. I had a dog. My parents, I guess I should say, my parents had a dog, and I really didn't like it. And that could be a story for another time, perhaps. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not the type of person who hates dogs and people are like, but you've never had one. I have had one. <laughs> and it was a good boy. I just didn't care for it, frankly. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, my, we as a family had a dog when I was really young. Like, too young that I forgot that we had a dog. I only know the dog through pictures. But I have one specific experience I'd like to share before we dive in. When I was like... In first grade, I was over at my friend's house just hanging out, and he lived across the street, like down the road a little ways. And for some reason, after we were done hanging out, we just would like stand and like look at each other from across the street for like five <laughs> or ten minutes, just like waving, like just walk, slowly walking. <laughs> yeah, pretty just much. Like, see you tomorrow, partner. Or just like we just would sit there, like those green electric boxes. Like in front of your houses, we just would sit on like respective kitty corner. Oh, you'd sit boxes. on the boxes. Yeah, and just would like would talk to each other. I had one me. of those, but I was always told that it'll cave in and I'll get electrocuted <laughs> to death. And as a kid, I stayed away. <laughs> where did this go? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's just where we were. I remember fondly just like licking a popcorn bag with him. That's what we did often. You would what? You know, you know, pop popcorn. We would pop oh, the popcorn lick. and we'd pour the popcorn out and just rip the bag and suck on the butter. What a waste paper. of popcorn. I know. Wow, that's too much information. I didn't anyway, know this. <laughs> then he yelled at me. He was like, Jake, look. And I turned around and there just was a dog just barreling down the street right at me. And my instincts were just like, get the, get the heck out of there. So I started running back to my house as fast as I could. And the dog was chasing me and my heart was pounding and the dog ran right underneath my legs and I you know, like fell on my back and skid up my knee really bad in front of my neighbor's driveway. And then the dog ran across the street to somebody else. And I just remember like limping to my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> Little four or five, no, I was like six years old. <laughs> and I just like opened the door and I was crying and I was like, mom, I need a bath. Oh, <laughs> I need a bath. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, that's that's why that that specific dog is the reason why I'm I was ref, I refrained from dogs for a large portion of my life. I see. That's why you're <laughs> indifferent to antagonistic towards dogs. Yep. I I have a very similar very similar experience. I don't know if you've heard this. I haven't heard that, but had I heard that, I would have shared this with you immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when I was seven, we kind of just moved into the neighborhood, and I was I was hanging out with a friend from like kindergarten, just out front. I don't know what we were doing, but he just went, we're just playing. And he just goes, oh, like, he's like, oh, heck no. And he just books it, which is pretty indicative of how that friendship went. But um, <laughs> he just dips, just runs into his house. And I'm like, what? I'm bewildered. And I look and there's like a, a pit bull so, or like a bulldog kind of, I don't know. I was seven. Yeah. Just running down the street at me. And I'm like, Oh, I was I was closer to my house than my friend was to his, but he was safe. And so I ran 
up to this point, dogs and me were mostly, I didn't like that they would lick me. And especially uh-huh. if I was playing catch with that, like I loved throwing the ball, but I hated that like, like the, slobbery. the tennis ball was all slobbery or whatever. Yeah. This dog comes running at me and I'm running and I open my door and it's still running after me. And I didn't want to slam the door and hurt the dog. So I left it open and it ran into my house. And I went, I was screaming, I'm like, dog, dog. And it chased me around my couch. No joke. No joke at all. And my mom's like, quiet down, quiet down. And then she realized what's going on. She's like, oh, she goes to get the dog. She's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. I was, I'm like crying. I'm traumatized. They call me that too. (laughs) I should have taken a bath. It would have made things better. No. Eventually... We got the dog. It just chilled on our porch. I don't know if we got a leash. There, it had a collar. We found the owner eventually. Okay. But I remember like kind of sitting there in. We have like our front living room and then the window to our porch, and he was sitting on just the porch. like staring at each other down. Well, he was happy. Window. He was having a great time. Oh. This is a game to him, terrorizing yeah. children. <laughs> and I just was looking through out the window, like, oh my gosh. And it was that day that I was, I was, I was afraid of dogs for the longest time, I and now I'm. Now I'm very annoyed at dogs for the most part. I imagine it was just raining. Like, you're just staring this dog down and it's raining outside. I wish it was raining. And you it just, like, decide in your heart, little seven-year-old John, just like, that's it. From now on, <laughs> your entire species. It was my origin story. <laughs> flash forward. If I, flash forward today where there's another story about dogs in rain, <laughs> which we'll get to. Yes. Oh, man. So maybe maybe this podcast will change our mind on dogs. Maybe this yeah. podcast ends when I watch a movie that that makes me love dogs. <laughs> I don't want it to end after that though, because then you'll talk really positive. We can positive pivot about. towards cat movies. That's uh, the next. No, we'll, please no. <laughs> eventually, we'll love all animals. I already love most animals. See, I'm not a fan. Even humans are tough. For me. Oh my god! <laughs> not a great joke. I make it all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway we talked about this is basically just going to be re- reviewing the movies that we watch the movies that a lot of people just never watch because they watch the whole movie in the trailer yeah honestly yeah here's the thing about the this particular movie and this is how i'd like to frame this after we had we've had com- we'd had conversations about dog trailers at this point and how they're they're mostly like just spoil the whole movie. There's one called A Dog's Journey, which I know like there's a dog's purpose and a dog's journey. I always get those two mixed yeah, up. Yeah, Journey is a sequel to Purpose. Okay. But um in my mind, I I kept seeing trailers for them, but it all blended together. I'm like, is this movie still in theaters? <laughs> but the one that really got me and I saw it a ton, and I was, I'm sitting in the theater one day. I see movies alone a lot. Um, I'm sitting there, and... <laughs> I love how you just, like, skim over that really fast. <laughs> Let it be said that... Nobody, wants, nobody wants to see three movies a week, okay? <laughs> it's not always that bad, but sometimes it is. They're Either way, <laughs> the, the trailer starts, and there's a race car racing down a racetrack. And there's the old grizzled voice of Kevin Costner, you know? And he's like... When you're racing, you got to keep your eye on the road. And the best racers know that the you don't win in the first corner, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, is this going to be a cool like biopic of a really, like a true story? 
because I love true stories and I like I, I'm fine with like I don't I'm not a car guy but I like racing movies I like cars and and lo and behold the the car stops it's kind of raining and out of the car steps Milo Ventimiglia of Gilmore Girls and Rocky fame and This Is Us <laughs> and I'm like oh I, I like this actor yeah he's pretty and funny. then it's like this is my story only that's not me. And then the camera pans. And I don't remember if this has specifically happened, but in my brain, the dog stepped out of the car with him. Just like wearing a racing suit. That's what the door. I th- In my brain, he's wearing like a little, a little racing goggles suit. Goggles or something? No, not goggles. Just like a little ja- matching jacket. Oh, okay. Like a little okay. Pikachu or something. <laughs> but I just... I was like, I got catfished so hard with this movie. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to see a movie about a race car driver through the eyes of a dog? I was so intrigued. Then I see the title. <laughs> the Art of Racing in the Rain. I'm like, that's a great title in my brain. Dope title. I'm like, that is an awesome title. This movie. And the cast is really good, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe this is the exception. This is the one of all the dog movies that I haven't seen that we're going to end up watching for this podcast. This was the one that I was kind of like geared up for. Yeah. Like like, cast is good. It's based on a book. That doesn't necessarily mean it's great. Yeah. But (laughs) if the book was good enough to be made into a movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's got to be serviceable at least. (laughs) What are... Oh man! What are your general thoughts? We just came out of it. It was like thirty minutes ago. Okay, yeah, that's the movie we watched. Actually, let me give you some facts about the movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I haven't read the facts yet. If you just go to IMDb trivia, there's two pieces of trivia. Okay. <laughs> Number one. Just two. I know. Based on a book by Garth Stein. Great. <laughs> that's Is that it? really that's trivia? trivia. That's one of them. Oh, okay. Second one. All shots of Milo Ventimiglia in the Turner Motorsport M4 GT4. Probably a car? <laughs> yes. Red, is that the red car at the end? Probably. I'd, I really like cars. Way, I don't know that much about them. All I'd the like shots to. of Milo in the car were filmed with blue screen backgrounds on a stationary airbag suspension rig. All on-track scenes of that car were performed by pro racers. Justin Marks and Tanner Faust. At Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Motorsport Park. Shout out to those stunt drivers. <laughs> Shout out for doing the, doing the real hard work. Yeah. We're open to sponsorship. <laughs> All right. So what are your thoughts generally on the movie? Generally on the movie, I just remember, um, I guess just skip the rest of the podcast if you don't want to skip the movie. Like, why are you listening you? to this if you haven't seen it or you don't care to see it? I already? guess... <laughs> I left the movie with one thought, and this is it. <laughs> Have you, or a loved one, <laughs> ever looked at a child and thought, hey, what if they were, used to be a dog? <laughs> you remind me You're, of a, my dog. You remind me of my dog, so we're going to be best friends. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> this will make sense once we dissect this more. I, I Just quickly... <laughs> So this movie was, um, for those of you who don't know, this is a Fox, 20th Century Fox movie. Disney just purchased Fox, and apparently 
all the Fox movies released this year have really tanked. And so I think Disney's kind of just like, just, just like get rid of, just, just release it, just, just get, get it out of it. Get it all we'll out see there. if New Mutants Let's ever go. gets released. <laughs> um, canceling things left and right, just pack. pushing out what they deem kind of worthy. Well, so <laughs> this movie gets released. Hold on, it, this this article on Yahoo Entertainment, so very reputable source. <laughs> It says, um, with lukewarm reviews and poor audience tracking, The Art of Racing in the Rain is projected for an opening of less than $10 million this weekend. It's Oof. not good. Oh, uh, let it be known that we decided to go to the opening night. Yeah, this was, I guess technically we could have went Thursday night. Yeah, we could have gone Thursday night. But this worked out. This worked fine. out. The movie literally came out today, and we decided, you know what? Let's start the Let's podcast off great. We'll both we'll, see it. We'll both see it. We'll watch it. We'll record it. And uh, I'm I'm both happy and sad that we made that decision. It's <laughs> not that bad. It's definitely. Listen, if okay. you're if you're a Cinemark, if you're a Cinemark Rewards member, <laughs> and, and you get a free ticket every month. I shouldn't have wasted it on this, but I paid no money for this ticket. Okay. <laughs> what did you spend on the nachos? <laughs> I also didn't eat anything at all today, so I was like, let's get nachos and, and popcorn. And popcorn. And a, and a large Coke so we could record this. Hey, I'm not, you know, I don't want to shame you for eating your snacks in the movie. I bought a large popcorn and ate the entire thing. Anyways. I go into the cinema house, like into the actual theater before before jake does and i got my like i've got i look like like a toddler like like if, if if a toddler went alone to the movies and got everything he could at the concession stand minus candy just like one of those big treat boxes i should have got a treat box no but i like i hadn't had anything at all today so i get i get like a nacho and a popcorn and a drink as mentioned and i'm like walking in and i'm like eyeing up. i i tried not to make eye contact but i know it says a lot of old couples and presumably puppy moms. I know that's a thing. Yeah. And I and our our seats just happen to be next to like some dude probably my age and his girlfriend. And I'm like I probably look like just a real loser, just like alone. And I just sit down and I just like prop my nachos up and I open the back and I'm like ah. I wanted to turn and be like I'm not alone. I promise. <laughs> I'm third wheeling. I was just I was putting something back in the car so I walked in a little later. <laughs> But when we walk, I walked in, and I was curious too to know what kind of people come to these movies on opening night, besides us aspiring podcasters. But and, and let it be said, the other movies opening tonight were Dora the Explorer, Dora the Explorer, which would probably be a better movie to see, and what was it? Blinded by the Light, the yeah. the movie of actually I don't even think that is know. tonight. We'll find out. Either yeah, way, either way, not a great op. Like I guess it's got a clear run because there's nothing coming out at the moment. Like the next yeah. tentpole box office hit is probably like Joker, <laughs> Joker in October, and then you got Frozen and Thanksgiving, yeah. and then Star Wars. We're kind of a standstill for movies, so yeah. Either really, way, the year started so strong. Anyway, all of the people that were in there were just like middle-aged, late-aged married couples. 
all of them. Yeah. Which is cool if that's you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for making you know it this far. You're great. I just didn't know. <laughs> Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're wrong, please. Don't at us, though. <laughs> don't, at, don't at me. But tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you can hashtag us. I don't care. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the movie itself. What? So, okay. Oh we, got, we got Milo Ventimiglia. He's looking better than ever. His hair's great. Oh, my heck. I don't understand it. Kevin I... Costner. Good voice for great the dog. Great voice. He, he did a great job. He didn't sound like he was phoning it in. I realize... Never mind. We'll talk about it later. I think that the dog... What should should be noted as probably one of the better actors of the film. I always wonder when they're when they're filming these that yeah. like how many dogs were used to make this one dog. I think it was just the one that they trained. Like just the well, one. Well, there's a puppy. There's a puppy. There's like a middler one and a really old one. And it's just like, have, did they spend ten years filming? I don't know. <laughs> what? No, of course not. Okay. What? What? What's the plot here? Let's talk about the plot. Okay, I think it, it, it goes into the title, The Art of Racing in the Rain. The idea that... Uh, I don't think... Even, t- though, <laughs> even though like life is hard and it rains, like you need to learn how to navigate through life. Oh, you thought about it through, so much deeper than I yeah, did. But, I couldn't even come up with a correlation. Yeah, that's it. Because just so... Like everything that, that could have gone wrong just goes wrong, which... Just goes but it still works saying. out for everyone. But it still works out for everybody. And the bad... I didn't know there was going to be bad guys. But the yeah, bad you guy, didn't think there would be. It's like a disaster movie. They got to put a bad guy in. Yeah. Someone needs comeuppance. Somebody. Even though he doesn't really get any comeuppance. <laughs> Here's a, so we, oh, got, we, got a, we got a Milo Ventimiglia's character, Denny. Denny. Denny's just a cool guy. Danny. Danny. Denny because Dennis. Oh, Dennis? I thought his name was Daniel. No, it's Dennis. Okay. Either way. Either way. We got Denny. He's just a cool guy. He he loves life. He's got gray hair. He's a he's, race car driver. He's a race car driver. He's got everything made. He still uses a landline every single time someone calls him for some reason. Yeah. Wait, right, hold up. I don't think he owns a cell phone. I don't think I paid attention to when the movie took place. I know it was like Washington? It seemed like modern day most of the entire time. Most of the Even time. though it takes place over 20 years if you pay attention. Yeah, and there aren't really much te- technological advances. He has the exact same couch, the exact same TV. I think they move maybe once. His car is the exact same and looks good, like, the whole movie. Well, he's a car expert. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, some, car's got to wear and tear. Yeah. But a Ferrari, know. man. Either way, he, he gets a little puppy, and he names the puppy Enzo. A good little puppy. You know what's interesting? We saw a trailer for Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. Which did not set the tone for this movie, which is mostly about Ferrari lovers. <laughs> True. So I was like, oh, well, I just was told that Ferrari is I, the I was worst. just told that Ford is pretty great. Yeah. Should have <laughs> named his kid... What? Mustang? Mustang. <laughs> Shelby would have been good. Escape. <laughs> Fusion. Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> because he's technically a hybrid. Oh, good. Great. Anyways, he um he gets the puppy. He names it Enzo. The puppy does everything with him. Just everything. It's I don't know. Okay. You take your dog to work day every day. You you just take your dog to everything. You just all take the time. him to races. You you would take him to a courthouse perhaps, but I guess dogs aren't allowed there. Even though I thought maybe that would happen in this movie. Yeah, I thought the dog was going to testify <laughs> and bark in the microphone at one point. We'll uh, get to that. Yeah, I, th- I think we might. Probably. I don't know. Um, 
Either way, he um he goes along life. He he meets he, he goes through life. He meets Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried. Amanda. However you say it. What was her name? Eve. Eve. Okay, Eve. I don't know why I remember anyone's name in this movie. Dennis meets Eve. Danny and, meets Eve. And the dog is. It's mostly just the dogs observing denny's life there was there were like really cute camera angles of like what the dog's point of view would have been but at the same time it kind of got annoying i could it got really annoying because it was really shaky and also like <laughs> i i just couldn't help but imagine being like see some other dude on set just like sipping my drink just looking at the actors like holding a camera going oh <laughs> Oh, you're, you're, good you're right. Or like, <laughs> or like Amanda's like laying on the bed. Eve, sorry, and they just like lay a camera gently like <laughs> next, to <laughs> next to her, just like looking at her from like just the doggiest angle. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what I think. I think Milo and Amanda and everybody else in the movie. I don't know a why they did, why they did the movie, but I have a pretty good suspicion that they're like, you can get paid to just play with puppies. The entire movie. And Kevin Costner, you can literally just record everything from your house and send it in. And they're like, okay. And then they cash their paycheck. Yeah, they're they're paid actors. (laughs) Well, I think that the actors... You think it was good? They've they've had dogs. Oh, yeah. They've always... And and they might be doing this for the dog. Here's the thing that I'm confused. And maybe... Maybe the story touches them. It it could Just remember. Maybe they read the book. And they're like, we gotta make this a movie. Remember that when you look at a kid, just think, did that kid used to be a dog? Sorry, I just want to, Anyways, I just want to make sure no, we keep good. bringing that up. It's good. Um, <laughs> the thing, and dog lovers out there, let me know. And I know, so my parents also have, they have cats right now. And I don't know if your parents had cats. They have two cats. Oh. And I find, one, one time, like, they all, they all kind of went on a trip without me because I would work. And I, I found myself. I would talk to the cats every now and then because it's like you're just alone. Yeah, and I, I, I thought it, I, I thought it was weird when it happened. I was like, "Why am I talking?" To the what cats? kind of voice do you think your cats would have had if they talked back? Okay, one cat is like really. It, it seems kind of maybe a little dumb, but it's like a lovable kind of dumb cat. It's a like lovable a lovable kind of dumb. They're like hypoallergenic cats as well, so they're kind of like Siamese a little bit, but like look more like cats. And the other cat, like a Kevin from the Office. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but that, that cat gets more attention because it asks for more attention. The other okay. cat is more, I think it, it's, it's like a, it's like, a, um, like an Angela from the office or perhaps like a professor Snape. It's like, it's pretty closed off, but I could tell that it, it, it's got like a heart and it wants to be cuddled, even though it doesn't no, let you get near it. Like you. But this podcast <laughs> isn't about cats. <laughs> yeah. Let's come back. Anywho. Let's bring it home. Let's talk about I don't it. understand why he brings his dog everywhere and why they talk to the dog so much. I, I think he just really likes his dog. And Kevin Cosner's his dog. Would you, I can't would you hear talk his to voice. Dog, would you talk to your dog if you thought that the dog's thoughts yeah. were in the voice of Kevin Cosner? Here's, here's what would I thought. Would you answer me I, honestly? I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> so the dog talks about Enzo, the dog. He talks about... He saw on TV that Mongolians would bury their dogs up in the hills so no one would walk on their graves. And the owners would whisper into the dog's ears things that they want them to know in case they become, they're reincarnated into humans later. And that's the dog's dream, to learn as much about humans as he can 
so that he can be the best human in his next life. And there's this really psychedelic scene where they, it's like it's really dramatic and really dramatic music is playing. They left the dog at home by accident. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I got to go without food. I'm picking up Cheerios. And it just... he. He says he starts hallucinating and there's this like stuffed zebra that like starts dancing and ripping apart his own stuff. Okay. <laughs> we, we should come back to this. <laughs> I, have a, I have other things to say. Wait, I was coming back to the Mongolia part. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> so sometimes we just see things through the dog's eyes that we just didn't expect. Like that weird hallucinogenic scene. Yeah. But he has this dream about... Because you watch the Mongolia thing, mm-hmm. and it just like cuts to this. It looks like it looks like it's a model, like a model, like a model of, of like a some green grassy hill. hills, and the, there's like this super imposed, <laughs> like the dog running through like a field of dandelions, of dandelions, and I'm like, oh and he's man, like, someday I just wish I could be did there. The, did the budget run out? Did you spend it on the CGI zebra? <laughs> CGI zebra ripping apart other stuff. We'll get back to that. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so either way, they they have a kid, and the dog's like a little. What what I thought was, perhaps in a lesser movie, or I thought the I thought the wife would take the, kind of take Milo away from the dog, but she was all for the dog, and she was just as loving to the dog. And, and I thought perhaps in a different movie, would it, she would have been like, you dog, ugh, I hate yeah. dogs, I'm a cat person. We'll bring in cats. And it's like everybody that you wanted to love the dog, love the dog. We got Danny, like all of his co-workers love the dog. Everybody on the racetrack loves the dog. His wife, his dog. Even his father-in-law kind of is, a, is indifferent towards the dog. Like us. We're the father-in-law. No. <laughs> Anywho. I can't be the father. I'm, I'm one of the bros who just sometimes take care, takes care of the dog. Every convenient, every time, because, you know what, shout out to the bros in that movie. Shout out to the bros. Who, why don't they leave the dog at home more? It's surely okay to leave your dog home for a few hours. A few hours? With food and water? People leave their dogs at home all the time. That's what I thought. Or like in the backyard, like they had a pretty nice yard. I never once saw a kennel in the entire movie. There's a little crate he seems to keep the little puppy in at first. Yeah, for like 30 seconds, you never see the crate again. There's a lot of like snuggling wet dogs in this. And I'm like, ew, get that away. Yeah, for some reason, I just imagine how it smells. Like that Not scene good. that scene in Monsters, Inc. when he opens up his locker and pulls out the wet dog wet smell. Dog. <laughs> yeah, the, the perspirant. Hey, you want some? I'm like, do you want some odorant? That cannot sound good. <laughs> um, there was a... Smell good. I can't believe I just said sound good. <laughs> Either way, they have a, they have a, a daughter... And the mom, they don't outwardly say cancer or brain tumor. It's all very implied. And I wonder if they were going... So, have you ever read To Kill a Mockingbird or Me? seen the movie? No. The, well, the book more so is... I spark noted it. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> well, the book is just basically about a girl who... It, it, it deals a lot with, like, racist attitudes during, like, the 1950s. And yeah. her dad's, like, a lawyer who has to defend, like... Uh, an african-american man in a prejudice time but it's told through the eyes of her so we get like a very limited scope but us as the audience knows what's going on and i think this movie was going for that but it didn't do it in a great way yeah because i still have questions like what you brought up 
did she have cancer or a brain tumor? I think I, it was a brain tumor. I want to say it was cancer, though. There's a part where... she remembered a lot. She You're was right. very she would, she didn't, the She didn't seem to lose chunks of her brain as the movie went on. Or maybe she did and the, they just didn't decide to... Because there's just a part where she, like, coughs. And the dog, you hear him say, I could just smell the sickness seeping out of her ears, ears and, and nose. nose. Like, and I'm like, wood Ew. and blah, blah, blah. And it was like interesting and i'd heard a while back that dogs can smell cancer and i think that's pretty cool Did you really yeah oh. i think i yeah i'm pretty sure that dogs can be trained to smell like certain diseases interesting yeah dude the dog's nose is an enigma yeah. let me tell you um <laughs> i there's a lot of shots of dog the dog just sitting in a doorway looking sad because that's weird angles face. i never once thought wow the dog looks sad i just was like it just like was chilling there, like all plump with his face on the ground. Just it just like, looks sad. It's hey. its resting face is just yeah. a sad face. Maybe it was just because of the type of dog it was. I don't know. There's a and there's like a lot of him like just watching, watching Milo and and Amanda. Amanda, right? Yeah, Did I, I forgot yeah. her name randomly. Milo, Danny and Eve. Just watching Danny, Danny and Eve, just make out. Yeah, like in bed, and I'm like. That this is weird knowing that this movie is from the perspective of a dog and he's jealous of the wife and I'm like obviously it's not going that far but, but not, it's weird <laughs> the relationship that Denny has with his dog yeah and the dog has with Denny and yeah. his family later on so basically the story goes he gets the dog he meets the girl the girl gets pregnant the girl gets cancer well she has a kid Oh yeah, the girl's pregnant. The kid grows kid. to age seven. Kid grows to seven, then she gets and cancer. Let me tell you, Milo looks great for a the entire movie. The whole movie, he doesn't age a single day, even though it takes place over twenty years. Yeah, and and it, I mean, it's great. And the whole time, there's there's only like a very minimal struggle that he he goes and races, and Eve is like, seriously, go race. I want you to. It's your passion. And he's like. But I gotta stay here with you and the kids. Mainly because her parents, which the dog calls the twins because they look like old people. They don't twins, really look similar though. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly the dad. The mom is very nice and pretty much understanding, but the yeah. dad is inexplicably evil for no Just reason. The worst. And, and Milo's like one of the best dads. Like, yeah. He loves his daughter. He's doing everything. He's willing to quit racing, but, but his father in law's daughter is the one. Who's wanting saying, him yeah, to race. race. You, Don't ever it. quit. Don't ever quit. And Because a race was never run in the first lap. In the first quarter. The first, the first quarter. corner. The corner. thing is, yeah, yeah. so the movie Turn. just... You get kind of some animosity between the dad and and Denny, Milo. Yeah. But it, it mostly just seems to be like about a dog watching a struggle, a struggling father whose his wife gets sick. Yeah. And then the wife... Passes. Passes away. Kudos to whoever the make or maybe it's CGI, maybe it's the makeup. makeup. But that looks that was prime. she looked so sickly. It was it was very sad to see. That yeah. was one of the few affecting parts of the movie is a lot of the the cancer stuff. I heard a lot of people. No one cried at any of the dog stuff that I heard, but there was a lot of crying sniffles and sniffles and crying. Yeah, yeah. At the at the relationship. Either way, but like not even like thirty seconds after. Oh. Before we cut to this, I just want to talk about that weird scene where the girl's packing her things in her bag, like the daughter, Maya, Mia, Milo, whatever her name was. Zoe. The daughter. <laughs> her name was Zoe. 
<laughs> they barely say anybody's names in this. It's not like Woody, 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 Woody. Anyway, hey, Woody. No, it's like <laughs> she's like packing her things, and or the dog walks up and like he's got the ball because he's like he just wants to cheer her up so that she can be happy. This is right after the mom has been killed. Right after the mom killed. is killed. Like, died. It alludes... She passed away. She passed away and it cuts to this and she's just packing her things in a bag. Where she was going. She oh, was already she had to go there. live with her grandparents. She was already at the grandparents when the mom died. Oh, maybe she thought she was going home at this point. Yeah, I don't know. But then she just like looked at the dog and said, <laughs> I'm, I'm a grown up. Like, we can't... That's a have baby. I an adult now. Yeah, that's a baby game. Then the rest of the movie. And then it just cuts away. It's like, the rest of the movie, you see her playing with the dog the whole rest of the time. She's just a kid again. I thought the movie was going to be over. (laughs) And then it cuts. Uh, Yeah. That's what I thought. As well. Okay. So there's a part. We should get to the the freaking zebra scene. So early on in the movie, the little girl's parent, grandparents, Eve's parents give her granddaughter a little zebra toy and it's kind of this funny joke that the dog hates the zebra he thinks that zebras are evil and of the devil and he's got that blank stare that he's just, just like, like oh i gotta protect him from the devil the, the, the yeah. devil zebra and there's a point where amanda seafried's character she gets really sick. really sick and she leaves while danny is gone out of race like in florida yeah and so she takes the daughter and they go to the grandparents house oh we she... forgot to say that he was uh, in a race when the daughter was born. You're right. He missed his daughter's birth by a day. And, <laughs> and she, the mom was totally understanding. She's, she's an angel. Nobody has any real problems in this movie unless it's, unless, unless it's the father-in-law. There's a lot of... I don't think the relationships were convincing. It's like they fell in love because they fell in love. Yeah, They love each like, other because that's the plot. Hey, will you come to a concert with me tonight? She's like, sure. We don't see the concert. Cut, cuts to them in the, All of a sudden in the they're apartment in love. afterward. And she's like, mm, I'd love to see him race. Cuts to them racing. Cuts to their wedding. Like, bam, bam, bam. And we're what, like, oh. I think the problem, one of the problems with this movie is that nobody has any character arcs. Nobody learns anything. Even the main guy. Because he already knows that he's got to learn to drive in the rain like he already knows it though he's the best at everything he's like i just gotta face my problems with a positive attitude and we're gonna work through this and And he seems chipper most of the movie yeah even though his wife is dying he's mostly happy it's not super visibly shaken shaken yeah the only problem is that the father-in-law is out to get him because he missed his daughter's wedding. Because racing is dangerous. Racing is dangerous. And you can't, you can't blah, 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 me hoi, me noi with yeah. the... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> she leaves the dog at home for two days straight. And the dog has no food, no water. It has to go, has to crap on a, a mat. It's just scrounging Cheerios and dried up yogurt on the ground, presumably. Yeah. And there's a point where it like gets really hallucinating. And it, it hears like a music, crash. rock and, and roll music yeah. going on upstairs. Yeah. And he goes up. And it just shows the zebra. The zebra is just and like, and then the zebra does like a like a scary like neck turn, and then it goes full. Somebody up like on a like team a, of animators were paid presumably millions of dollars to poorly CGI this this zebra. It was seriously like a Jimmy Neutron's style it zebra superimposed. It into just, the kid's bedroom. It started tearing up other... just starts gyrating, like, <laughs> with this pole. And it's like, it, it continued its demonic burlesque. And and what like, we see is the dog just, like, standing in the doorway, watching it just, like, rip apart other... Itself. <laughs> itself and other things. And then, like... 
when they come when they finally come this back. This is my favorite part. When they finally come back. Well, because he's like, I didn't know you left the dog. And he has to clean up after the dog. Yeah. yeah. The mom gets home. The daughter, you hear the daughter scream. And they run upstairs. And they're like, oh, my animals. And then it shows the dog's From the point dog's of point of view, like a camera. There's just like probably a dude sitting on a little scooter yeah. to get pulled around. And he walks towards the bedroom and he sees Milo, who just looks so tight. Like the zebra, just boom. Boom. And he's just like, come here. And he grabs it. Bad dog. And he's like, you stupid dog. He says that. I had to fight so hard not to laugh out loud. He's just like pointing at the camera, like it's like almost like breaking the fourth you wall. Bad dog, he stupid at dog, me. You're a stupid dog. And I was a stupid dog for seeing this movie. <laughs> and Eve is like, "Hey, don't no, say that to it him. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault." Here's the thing, Milo. You've shown nothing but love and compassion for this dog. Surely you'd be like. You're the one who left him home for two days. Yeah, but... He went crazy. Like, there's no reason Mila would get... Denny would get mad at the dog ever. Yeah. There's this part... And they make up pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah, there's this part... It's like one of the next scenes after that. Where he's at a race, the daughter's at school, and Eve is, like, going through this really picturesque, like, hike with the dog. Oh, yeah. This I is really right after. That. Yeah. And so she's going through... But she's she, got a cell phone. She's she got a cell phone. <laughs> Her family's rich, we yeah. should say. Yeah, she's got a cell phone. Yeah. He just has a house phone. He just uses a house phone. Yeah, it was like a, I was like an iPhone 7 or something. Hers was. Yeah. His was like... His was like a brick. And who knows? Who knows if this is set today or seven years in the future? Because that's how old the daughter is. Yeah, who knows? Or eight years later. <laughs> anyway, coming back. She's going through and it's really sad. And then she's like, I'm fine. Like the dog just longingly looks at her like, keep up. Or are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine, geez. And she walks past the dog a little bit, picks up the phone, and falls down like she passes out. And it's like a really dramatic moment. But then the dog just like, it, it, no more narration for like the next t- 10 minutes of the movie. The dog just did, stood there so and started barking, barking straight into the up sky. into the sky. And, it was and then like, some hikers yeah, just yeah. happened to be there. But I remember, I watched, did you ever watch the show a while back, I Shouldn't Be Alive? No, but I've, I heard of it. <laughs> it's basically just like stories where people think they shouldn't be alive, but they live through the experience, like bear attacks and mm-hmm. stranded at sea. And there's this one person who was doing a hike, and they were on a hike with their dog in the canyon, and they, they like broke, they fell off a cliff and broke their leg. And the dog literally went back like a half a mile or a mile, found some people, and brought them back to that body. That was, I was like, smart. That's what dogs can do. But this one stood there, <laughs> barked. For like 10 seconds and there were just two hikers like just off screen that ran in like, OMG. Oh man, we heard the dog barking and we came. Hey, it's got a phone number. The owner's literally on the ground. Yeah. But she's got a phone, phone number on we can the ground. Call. <laughs> we will call the number from the caller. We won't look at the phone. I just, I mean, it was dramatic and I'm glad the dog saved her life until later. The thing is. He's called a dumb dog a couple times. Even Milo's like, you're a stupid dog. Yeah. He is kind of a dumb dog with a really good vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, he says he's a dumb dog and he's just, I just wish I could talk. Maybe that's the, it's a double meaning. Dumb. Get it? Oh. Mm, can't talk. Because my tongue was made flat and I can't yeah. articulate certain vocabulary distics. <laughs> he used a lot of big words for a dog. But I can in my head. That we're not doing very good, Kevin Costner. Well, how could anyone? Yeah, but because he uses he's the real MVP, he uses a lot of big words. But then he's like, 
I couldn't understand what was in the weird sack in the mom. Yeah. yeah. I just hoped it looked like me. I'm like, <laughs> what? You can say Mongolia, but you can't say she's just pregnant. I remember when, when my mom used to lie Oh, you like remember that. when you were born, but you don't remember the concept of pregnancy. It's just... Oh, man. We need to... Okay, okay. Either way, the mom dies, and then all this... Like, the day of the funeral, like... Presumably... Yeah, right after still the the, she's buried. The dad's like... We need to talk. The, the father-in-law. The father-in-law. Also, where are Milo's parents? Where's Denny's parents? We don't see him the entire time. Maybe they should have just... Uh, what if they're They just, shouldn't... Maybe they're dead. We're reading too far into this. Yeah, the father-in-law comes up and he's like, "It's time we talk about Zoe." Zoe, yeah, Zoe. <laughs> and they're like, the, the grandma comes out and she's like, "I gave her some eggs and some toast," and it's like, "Great." And then he's like, "We just started the talk." Oh, oh, the talk. And he's like, "What talk?" I literally buried my wife today, and it's like, "Well, we think it's best for her if she lives with us and Zoe. we have custody." And he's like. Why? He's like, you're a race car driver. You could die any minute. You're, you don't shave when you're at your wedding. You're old. You could die any minute. And it just keeps turning into like, I'll... T and the dad is just inexplicably super mean. Father-in-law. Father-in-law, sorry. He's the only dad in the movie, other than Milo. Yeah. But then Milo's like, Milo. I'll take care of her. He's like, like you took care of Eve, my daughter. He's like yeah. not even... He's not yeah. phased that his daughter just died. Yeah. It and like, then not once did he show any, any other emotion than just... Passive angerness. One of the most unconvincing parts of the movie, though. Yeah, here it is. Is when he's like, "No, I'm taking my daughter, and I'm le and I'm leaving." And the mom's back is turned. The father-in-law grabs Milo's arm, and Milo just like kind of like just pulls his arm away, just brushes his arm up. And the dad just he like twists around, twists around, and throws himself against <laughs> like this stone balcony. And apparently, he broke his rib. Apparently. Here's the thing. I've never broken a bone, but what I know is it's excruciating. Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm all right. Yeah, he just stands up, I'm all right. And then just like watches him leave. And he's like, we'll come back to get your dolls later. Oh, but you find and out they they're the suing. They're suing. Is suing the right word? Yeah. They, when he left, he handed him papers. I was like, we're suing you for the custody of Zoe. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. So that's when he peaced yeah. out. They peaced out. Later, then, he's just chilling at the... He's talking to his lawyer, and his lawyer's like, they have no claim. You should be fine. Yeah. Then later, he's just chilling at his... He's working part-time at his buddy's, like, car shop. And the police just show up, and they arrest him for aggravated assault on his father-in-law. Yeah, so his father-in-law's father, oh oh father like, he assaulted me and cracked my ribs and could have killed me. Yeah. This whole time, I thought the movie was going to be over yeah, 10 when, minutes ago. When the, when the daughter died, when, the, when Eve died, I thought... Okay, now we're gonna get maybe the dog will die too. And yeah. But then he learns a lesson about things pass, but it's okay to move on. That lesson is not really prevalently taught here. Like yeah. I said, I don't know the lesson other than racing in the rain. Yeah. Basically, just face adversities. Adversity. <laughs> Adversity. With a positive attitude. With a positive attitude. And the breaks you... give out, you keep going. <laughs> breaks give out, you keep going, and you'll win the race. Your wife dies, you're just chipper, I guess. Yeah. Either way, it's making he can't leave the country for ninety days. He has a restraining order. They come up with a lie. They tell his daughter a lie that he's racing in Europe, and that's why he can't see her for ninety days. Yeah, that's never resolved. Yeah, 
I don't think... And she still sent him mail, and he sent her mail during those 90 yeah. days. Which I think... That plot hole. Yeah. Violates <laughs> a restriction, a restraining order. But then, as the legal proceedings happen, that he has two options. A, um, if they... If he, like, cuts a deal with the, with the grandparents that they can have custody as long as he has visitation rights, they'll drop the charges of the assault. Or... They can challenge the assault in court, and then he can regain full custody of his daughter. Meanwhile, he's offered a job in Italy working for Ferrari, but working he can't for leave Ferrari the country. As the Ferrari test driver on their test track, which is just like his dream job. He's always wanted to go test those cars in Europe. Oh, man. We should say, the daughter's like what? She's nine by now? Yeah, like eight or nine. No, she has like her ninth birthday after all this after results. After this happens. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But it comes down to the mom testifying in court, and she's told by her lawyer and the father-in-law to lie and say that she saw Milo, like, attack him. Attack him. But then, which is, she's under oath, lies, and then, and then she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Then she tells the truth. I'll tell the truth. And the dad doesn't seem all that phased, if I'm honest. Yeah, he's he just, furious. he kind of expected it. That's just his character and he doesn't change. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like everybody in this movie. Okay. And then... <laughs> the dog's getting older. Here's what way. happens. The dog gets older. Because the whole movie starts, the dog's laying on the ground in its own it's pee. A, it's like a Christopher Nolan-esque. Yeah. We'll show the end at the very beginning. And then... He's laying in his own pee. And then it, he, he's laying in his own pee and, and then it cuts back just like... Just like wow, John just said. And... <laughs> He picks up his dog, and you see, it's really tender because he knows his dog's going to die. Oh, he forgot to say that, well, <laughs> they went on a run, and the dog got hit by a car. Oh, yeah, he got hit by a car because <laughs> the dog's an idiot. And he couldn't afford... Well, he's just a dog. That yeah. was mean to dogs. Well, the dog said he was being an idiot. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> drivers, look look where they go, and I wasn't paying attention. There's a lot of... Oh, we should mention that the reason Milo decides to take it to court is because the dog takes the this contract that he's about to sign and oh, tears it up. Strictly because this is after he was hit by the car and he's like in pain on the couch just watching him sign it and he looks... He's, he the looks drugs at, are wearing off. The drugs are wearing off and the pen, he gets handed a pen and he's like, this is the only one I could find. And there's and a it, zebra like, on oh, the pen. a little zebra in the pen. And he's like, that's a sign. That's a sign. I need to get... And so he takes them and rips them up. But... After it's all resolved, he gets his daughter, who would have guessed that he would have got full <laughs> yeah, custody. Because everything. And then they move to And Italy. then he calls the guy and they move to Italy. Well, that, that well, happens at the very end. The, it ends because before they move to Italy, the dog's he has it arranged that they get a Ferrari Enzo and he takes the car, the, the dog, on a drive through the track. And it's, it's like kind of cute because the, the dog's always wanted to be a race car driver. You would have thought that the the moment at the beginning where the dog is literally dying in its pee, <laughs> yeah, was the, the death. But this is what Milo does, and I'm, and there's some continuity errors here because he he doesn't seem all that phased either. Because there's multiple times where the dog pees on the ground, anybody would be like, "What the heck." Yeah, Milo's unfazed. Yeah. He walks in, he's like, oh man, what's wrong, buddy? And then, I'm pretty sure he picks the dog up in his arms. The dog that was just laying in urine. Yeah. Steps, huh. presumably, in all the puddles. But then, it cuts, and he's walking away from the hall. Puddles are gone. 
Paul's are gone. <laughs> and then he lays the dog down on his couch. Hey, the same couch that he's had the entire movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I don't want to shame anybody who's had the same couch for That's the past fine. 10, 20 years. But, I don't even have a couch. So, the dog dies there in Europe, and it, and it cuts. It's like eight years later. And so, presumably, this takes place... If the movie starts in 2019... This movie takes place in like 2045. I imagine the movie starts like 1996. Something like that. 1992. Either way, Milo gets a haircut eight years, but he looks mostly the same. He looks so fresh. And (laughs) we just see this like 20-ish something girl driving this There's an old little man. go-kart with an old man and a and little a, boy. And I thought the old man was Mila. Yeah. Like old Denny. So they're just driving. <laughs> and they pull up and they see, we actually see the real Milo. Milo turns around and he looks better than ever. <laughs> looks great. And then the little kid comes out in like such a cute little Italian accent. They're talking, I think, I think like, Milo is actually like New York Italian too. Yeah, he probably like, speaks Italian. This is my son. <laughs> He loves you. He, he wants loves you. to be just like you. He wants you. to be just like you. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, he, what's your name? What's your name, kid? And he's like, Enzo. And he's like, <gasps> and, he, and goes, then he looks at his daughter. And, he's like, <laughs> and she just looks back at him like, it's, it's him. It's Enzo. And then Milo looks at him and goes, your son reminds me your son reminds of one of my best friend. friends. Of an old friend. And I'm just like, well, at first I just thought, the kid reminds him of a dog. Yeah. But then... He, I didn't, it, I was lost that yeah. it was implied that this is the reincarnation of the dog. Of Enzo. Yep. Which maybe would have been more touching if it was the grandson. <laughs> the thing is, and he's like, just write, he autographs the kid's magazine and puts his personal phone number. He's like, when you think he's ready, I'll teach him how to drive like I do. Then I'll die and become a dog. I'll be his dog. <laughs> Could you imagine? A dog's journey and a so dog's purpose. A dog's journey and a dog's purpose were both... These are weird dog movies. It's just... As a dog movie... Okay, here's the thing. If you're a dog lover, you would love this movie so much. It's like fan service for dog lovers. Yeah, especially... I, I want to say especially if you feel like you've had a rough life and your dog has A, helped you through that life and or B, died within the past since you remember having a dog. You'll probably cry a lot. Yeah, you'll probably cry a lot and it's really touching. It's just like... I think that they're, they're just thought of a bunch of dramatic things and they put it all into a ball and then give them just all give us all the happy one dimensional characters to play with the dog pretty much yeah there was a good the part at the end where they are racing he gets a ferrari or whatever that red car is yeah and they're driving it around the track he's cut a deal that he can drive it around the track and the dog is saying some pretty profound i can't even remember what the profound words were but i I remember thinking this is a good this is good stuff to hear it was pretty touching that that last race but i don't think it was the payoff didn't it didn't really pay off yeah if this were three movies it would have paid off but i wouldn't have seen three movies yeah (laughs) so i guess i guess what we're saying is art of race in the rain was it was it a good movie (laughs) i don't think it was it's got like a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. I would right say now. solid 5 or 6 out of 10. Yeah. It, it started right. out as like a 6, 7, push an 8, and then it just went down. It's not really bad, but it's really not good either. Yeah. As a racing movie, if you're going for racing, it's not a car movie. Some of the worst racing. It's not a racing movie. It's a dog. This is. It's for dogs. <laughs> it's for dogs. Here's what, if you're a dog, you'd love it. <laughs> as I was watching the movie, it dawned on me 
as I'm thinking about this podcast, I'm like, I don't want to watch any more of these ever in my entire life. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll find it. I know there's, I've seen dog movies that are good. Isle of Dogs, personally one of my favorites. That's a great. That's a great dog movie. I think that's a funny, funny point. We were talking. I think it teaches a lot of the same lessons in this movie. Yeah. In a better way. I guess. I guess all I learned is the art of racing in the rain is a metaphor for having a positive life. And if you ever see a kid, just think they might. They might might have been a a reincarnated dog, or Um, you. If, if you made it this far, I just want to say thanks, you know? There's going to be more of these. <laughs> so <laughs> whether, our definitive, whether your we like it or not. Your definitive ranking. Because we've come ranking. up with a, a rating system here. Yeah. Our rating system is, is the movie a hot dog or dog on it? <laughs> and uh, I am honestly... <laughs> okay, as a dog say, movie, it's a, it's, it's it's a, a hot, hot dog. dog. It's a hot dog and a half. As any other kind of movie, it's such dog a dog on, on it. it. It's such, yeah. It's not. I good. don't think there's better dog movies and but, movie movies. You know, tell us what you think. Go check it out. Take a look. Uh, you could. Don't add us. <laughs> Canine critique. Canine critique. Gmail.com. That's the letter K, the number nine, and then critique at gmail.com and Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm I'm Jake, and that's John. I'm John. <laughs> yep. And that's our discussion here. That's our discussion here.